and this week the Bills is that that's curve. It's Tuesday. You know what that means. It's this day, and we got a little, little show we're gonna do for you, recovering from our happy hours slash triumphant episode. It was good, and I'm trying to recover and remain as positive as possible because Mike Brown is now the head coach of the Sacramento Kings, not Mark Jackson. And I am currently last in the We the Villains Championship standings due to my completely, completely bullshit picks that happened over this weekend. Because, I mean, you got one right. Vince, you let me down, creative. Okay. You let me down. I should have had more wins coming out of that. But, yeah, I'm last. The, the fact that you got one right and then the one that you got was Omos. Hey, shout out to Omos. Shout out to Omos for Dak. You, you got the job done oh. for him. So, I've watched the match like twice already, but who clearly there was a clear winner out of Edge and AJ Styles. Oh, Edge. Damn, dude. I must, like, completely black out that finish every time. Well, it's funny because I don't remember exactly how he did it either. I just remember that Rhea Ripley interfered. Oh, that's right. She threw Styles off. Yeah, I I can't remember if he ended up hitting him with, like, the DDT afterwards. I really don't remember either, so it's I, I get where you're coming from. I, I think that I think the Rhea Ripley moment just kind of completely overshadows, however it actually, whatever actually happened to end it. Yeah, <clears throat> it wasn't a, a very good disguise, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I like even you know, Bully was. I, I ended up quote tweeting him because he was talking about how they should have saved the reveal for Monday. I'm like, well, they would have had to have done a better job at hiding her legs. Because yeah. she had on her attire pants and her boots, and like as soon as she, as soon as it happened, I was like, "Well, there's Rhea," mm-hmm. which I wasn't as like all excited as everybody else was that it finally happened. Because if you've heard the podcast, I I went in and one day talking about how and asking, "Am I the only person in the world that doesn't need to see Rhea in this group?" But it's it's a thing now, so I'm gonna roll with it. I'm not gonna trash it. I'm gonna let it see how it goes. Um, yeah, and I guess we can lead this right into one of our topics today. We were gonna talk about the the judgment day now, or the judgment day. The judgment um, day. Uh, I'm noticing that the disciples of Edge are dyeing their hair black. Or a darker black, like priest kind of darkened his more. Um, I'm just, I just, I don't need priest to try to uh, emulate that hairstyle that both Edge and Rhea have right now because I don't think it's going to work for that head. Nah, he he's cool. Keep your hair right long, there. bro. He's right where <laughs> he needs to be. He's the he's the the Punisher. And I, I think that's actually a real nice touch that Edge cut his hair to because uh, it's it just further drives home the point that, hey, this ain't the same Edge that you've been watching or that you know, that you thought you knew, to take Almost his like words. Yeah. You think so you know? I, I, like that as, I like that as a nice touch. 
Plus, I like the fact that, you know, before both him and Priest had had the long hair together, but now that Rhea's in it, it doesn't make the new person look like the one that's different from the others. Uh, so, yeah. all, all the way around, I, I like the touch of the new hair from Edge. Um, It also makes me wonder. Yeah, I thought the haircut was great. He's done, you know, it's Edge. He's going to make it work. I think it fits the character more. Um, just that I don't know, he, he feels more more sinister with this short hair to me. I don't know. Just feels more more authentic and evil. Um but I noticed that uh that Corey Graves was saying in that backlash um that it's a Luciferian type style that Edge is adapted or adopted. Yeah, it's uh, it's not a word that you normally hear on like WWE programming. That's for it, sure. You never you never hear that word like on wrestling program like that. Period. Mostly you hear like a satanic or sadistic, sadistic, um, twisted, yeah. uh, evil. Yeah, you usually just, don't hit, go as far as to say Luciferian. Um, it, yeah, and I thought that was a very interesting touch to, to describe. Me, to me, it's almost like uh, I don't know if it was intended to be this way, but it was almost like a callback because the most Luciferian shit that I've ever seen on programming was the Ministry of Darkness. Yeah, in which, was in which Edge Dark. was a part of. So, <laughs> fucking, like, you could calling himself Satan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can make a case that there was a lot of, and the word demonic has been used before, but not Luciferian. You can make a case that Bray Wyatt had a lot of shit like that going on too, but so I I, I wonder if they'll continue to use that. I don't know. Oh. It just, it, 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 when I heard it, I was like, "Oh wow, they said that." It, it just really. I, I wonder how far they really are going to take this with Edge actually saying he's looking for more. <sighs> yeah, I, I felt uh, the only. I, I really I enjoyed their promo. From last night, um, the, the, if I was gonna nitpick, I think they they cued the music a little too soon on Liv because right as he was talking about he's looking for more, that's when the music hit and it took away from that line. I think and they wanted that on purpose, probably. Uh, maybe, maybe you want, maybe, but to me, to me, it would have had more impact if it, it would have been a pause after that line before her music hit. So, but either way, yeah, maybe they did want that. Maybe they did want that to be overlooked just a little bit. Because, you know, I noticed that, well, when you watch the match, also, Corey Graves and Saxton kind of got into a discussion about wanting more people in their group, in that group. And uh, Mm -hmm. so I, so I, I give them props for elaborating more on that and not completely forgetting about it. I was um, glad that they brought it up. Yeah. Um. So I. I so it's kind of like they're they're putting it out there, but they're they're trying not to focus it too much on it. So you kind of follow along to more of the story, which I I'm really interested to see how far they take it because if they're going back to a resemblance of the Ministry of Darkness, man, there was a lot of motherfuckers in that group. Yeah, probably what like somewhere between seven and ten. 
So you yeah, had the Ac- you had the acolytes, the blue. That's five. Midian, uh, viscera. Midian and viscera. You know, Undertaker. All yeah, Undertaker. I always wonder why Kane wasn't a part of it. <clears throat> yeah, Kane was already around by then, wasn't he? Yeah, like I, I just kept I kept thinking about this, and I was like. That's that's weird that Kane wasn't really anywhere near that supernatural storyline there. Maybe it's for the better. It might have been. It might have would have overshadowed. Kane might have been. You know, he just dude. I don't know if Kane would have just like fell in line like that. That's right. It, Kane was his own person after a while. There, he kind of got a mind of his own. But it, it it's just it's just real interesting how they're going with this. I love how it's presented, but the way they presented it last night, they left it open so many ways on who could join. Like there was even a, a part of me that was thinking, damn, the way Edge and Damian Priest have their little finisher, could they add another female with Rhea? I thought I mean, about it, just didn't know, and it, no one yeah. immediately came to mind. Well, Liv actually came to mind. She is the the music that interrupted it. I just, yeah, they could probably pull that off, but you know, Liv has somewhat of a decent following as a face now. I wonder if they're ready to get and, in that. And so, and you got Alexa that just came back, but she needs to stay away from the supernatural stuff at this point. I found it odd that she had her music, you know, came back as, let's say, the yeah. goddess, but still had Lily with her. Mm-hmm. So I found that interesting to see if that's going to de- where I'm interested to see if uh, there's any further development there. She's done channeled her inner fiend now. She's channeled it. It's, she knows how to hide it. <laughs> Therapy helped her. Yes. And I'm, do I miss freaking Bray Wyatt. Yeah. It, it's like... It, that'll go down as like, if it never, if he never returns type thing, it'll go down as like the biggest story that's like never fully complete. I can tell you one thing. If they, if they do take a, a page out of the Ministries book and then start referring to a higher power... There it is. There it is, but yeah, I'm not gonna get my hopes up for anything like that. Obviously, I mean, but like the the only thing close that they could have to this would be a, a Gacy could be in this. I, I mean, but I don't. I just mm. you know, I was kind of down with the whole ad and Vaughn Wagner, but were were you telling me that he's over in UK? Yeah, I flipped on that random episode of NXT UK and he's over there talking about he's going to dominate over there so I don't know what's going so that's where he's been <laughs> looks like they sent him Ivy Nile and Lash Legend over there for a minute I see I had heard about Ivy Nile and Lash Legend over there but I, I, until you said it because I don't watch NXT UK I, I hadn't I didn't know that Vaughn was also over there, so interesting. Yeah, it was weird. Like Robert Stone was backstage and said Vaughn Wagner was coming there, and then 
Von Wagner has been there, and I ain't seen Robert Stone yet. So you mentioned you mentioned Ivy Nile, so I feel like I need to say this before I forget about it. After watching the Cody Rhodes Broken Skull Sessions, if you haven't watched that, I highly recommend. Um, I know you have, but just in into the listeners, um, uh-huh. I'd love for one week within the next month or so, let's get Cody Rhodes down to NXT. Oh, let's yeah, have yeah. him face Roddy Strong. He's While that option is still on the table. God, he's gonna get a fucking pop down there. They're gonna he's gonna blow the roof off. I think I, I do think there is a piece of them that would maybe like the idea of maybe going down there to do a match at, at the uh, you know for NXT in the NXT arena, and in the, the if if that's the way that he can check off Roddy Strong off his list. Uh, for those who haven't watched it, background on this is Cody Rhodes had a list a, year, a few years ago when he left WWE of all the uh, superstars that he or wrestlers that he would like to face. You just and, made the list. And Roddy Strong is one of the few names, if not the only name on that list that he hasn't had a chance to face yet. I mean, I think he would do it. If he doesn't do it on an NXT episode, then they'll do it on a, like a, a stand and deliver or, you know, one of their little pay-per-view type situations. Well, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's... Would Roddy Strong, do you think that would be an interesting addition to Judgment Day? To the Judgment Day? Nah. I, don't, I mean, I, I don't, don't think it fits either, but at least that would be I, some people that can have some mic pieces for him because he's not great on the mic, as good as he is in the ring. No, uh, I, I think Roddy is probably going to just kind of ride his days out. <laughs> yeah, especially considering he's already asked for his release. So yeah, so if he's not on the next cut, or he's he's probably just gonna ride it out. Um, and the internet needs to relax a little bit. Roman Reigns is not going anywhere just yet. He's all right. He's <laughs> y'all are overreacting. There was a there was a massive overreaction to the whole Roman Reigns thing, and we and you know we first guessed <laughs> it. We were talking about it. I was like, I even tweeted it when it was still fresh. I'm like, there, I see a huge over, I see a big overreaction to what Roman Reigns said because like, if they would have just dove into it a little bit, they were at what Trenton, and <laughs> that's a that's a town that's typically a live show town. It's, you don't get a lot. You know, be like. Savannah, you know, you, you get some live events there, but the, Raw ain't coming there, or SmackDown ain't coming there. So no, they're going to. If they're going to do a Raw, going to get there. Yeah, they're going to New York, son. Instead of Jersey, they'll go to Brooklyn. <laughs> but cool for him to sign his new contract. Um, apparently, that's yeah. the report now. Is he's you know that the report finally came out where he did sign a new contract, but it's. You know, more limited dates, not necessarily working house shows. Of course, you got Cody Rhodes for that. Who wants to do it? <laughs> that's there. There's no reason, like uh, Cody. I mean, Roman Reigns. If you know, he's to the point now where you don't want him wrestling four times a week. No, you got to preserve that, man. Like, 
it's from rest that's like the biggest star in your company. You're gonna want to try to protect them as much as you can. I know this might hurt a lot of people's feelings, but he's the biggest star in wrestling, period. What are you talking about? Hangman Page exists. No, Kenny Omega exists. <laughs> Kenny Omega is not the star that Roman Reigns is. Like it, you, people get oh, apparently talk about it all, all day long, and apparently and, Seth Rollins isn't the star Kenny Omega is. Well, apparently that, Seth Rollins isn't even top ten right now. Those tweets, I, I had yeah. to mute a lot of people because that shit was irritating me. I was like, what? <laughs> I'd say this like. And it and when you go through wrestling Twitter, it's it's tough. But when I when I was seeing people say that Seth Rollins when they were talking about Seth Rollins being top ten all time, and then there was people saying that Seth Rollins is not even top ten right now, that may be the most asinine thing that I've seen all year on Twitter. I I, I, I <laughs> Cody Rhodes just said it that that Seth Rollins, without a doubt, is a top five performer in the business right now. I mean more or less top ten. And I'm making cases that he is maybe top two. It's like right now. and, And this goes into the overreaction to the Roman Reigns thing. If Roman Reigns wasn't there right now, Seth Rollins would be the biggest star in the business. God, he is there though. Yes, because this is a larger than life person. Like this is this is the biggest. This is the closest thing to larger than life in wrestling that the wrestling world has, and that's Roman Reigns. The only thing that from you know when people overreacting from what Roman said at Trenton did is uh, it did lead to an interesting question about you know if Roman Reigns did leave today. Like who's who's the next larger than life star that they have in place? And uh, it's great, it's great as Seth Rollins has been and is. He's not at that star level that well, see, that he doesn't have that presence that Roman Reigns has. There is no there is no other larger than life superstar out there. There is Lesnar, maybe. Yeah, but but if we're gonna talk about full time, like for everybody, like legit, day in day out drawing, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be Roman Reigns right now. Yeah. Um, but once once he decides, you know, hey, I I gotta chill out, you know, I just I just want to be home more, blah, blah, blah whatever. Then. They'll focus on it. They don't have to right now because they have so many other guys that can carry the back load while while Roman Reigns is the face. And so they haven't really had to worry about having that larger than life thing that, that everybody's complaining about online that I've been seeing is like, oh, they have nobody. But nah, like if Roman Reigns dropped right dropped off right now and said, nah, I'm a chill. Man, they'll be put Cody would be shoved down our throat so so bad. <laughs> well, see, WWE's roster is so deep. They're like Memphis. Yeah, John Morant's out, but they're still a fucking 20-5 and five team without him. They're it's, still going to win 
then then you can put Seth as your world champion. You got Cody, you got Drew McIntyre. Like they, they'll have they got guys, but there were I people. Did. It just shocked me that people were legit. Like there was one tweet that I saw that someone was like, "Oh my god, if Roman Reigns is really leaving soon, then 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 Braun Breaker's got a debut on SmackDown this Friday, win a gauntlet, and and have a future title shot and take the title off Roman." I'm thinking. What? Hey, you know what? I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I loved what you said. I loved what you uh, quoted with it. And uh, I'm trying to remember exactly what you said, but it was something along <laughs> the lines. I, I just remember loving it. I remember it was it's something along the lines of, damn, y'all want to skip to the end just like that or something like that. Oh, yeah. Like, they, they want to – it's like they heard this – they saw this, this overreaction – and they automatically assumed this dude was gone. They jumped to that conclusion. They made it as a factual thing. It was nothing. It was just an assumption, a thought in their head that they made a fact that they thought was a fact of life, and it wasn't. Oh, you know, and this, they, Dota, this is MSG all over again. And yeah, and then they go deep diving into this fantasy into their head, almost like deep thinking conspiracy theorists do. And <laughs> and they go down this rabbit hole and then they're like, oh, oh God, no, we, we gotta make a star instantly. So it's like, okay, call up Braun Breaker. Let's do this. Let's do like what are you doing? <laughs> like 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 look and let's just say WWE went and did that. Do you know how many people on Twitter would be like, what the fuck is happening? This is confusing. Because it wouldn't make sense for Braun Breaker to debut, win a gauntlet match, <laughs> have a world title match in the future, and let him be the one to take the title off Roman Reigns. No. I wouldn't even be invested into it, because Braun Breaker is going to be a star, but nowhere this year. Hopefully I'm not being hypocritical when I say this, but... the what people online don't realize the ones that swear that they know how to book a show and they know how to create stars haven't a fucking clue what they're talking about no dude they're, they're and going they by they, the and they think they do and and i and i and i get it you know i was once fucking 12 too yeah, you know this but isn't, this ain't my gm mode this they, isn't. It's, just because you think it'll work like that in your eye Bro, you're trying to like you're trying to appeal to uh, the masses of people who all have different feelings and different emotions. Not every person in that in the crowd is a IWC Twitter user. Exactly, there's some people and, that have a Twitter. And you could you could you could say that it's probably the majority of the wrestling fans in that crowd are not your IWC. You know, maybe that's that's not. I'll say this: that's not the case in AEW. I'd say the majority of their AEW fans is probably well informed on the IW. You know, they're. Oh, well, I mean, you know what I mean. Until you debut new giants that everybody's supposed to know about. <laughs> Sorry, being a hater. I know. Sacramento King. Hey, that's why I have every right to hate. But I just, and I don't think a lot of people online really can appreciate what goes into building 
the next stars and and, no, and, dude, the re- and getting you to invest long term in these characters. Now, do I think WWE does a great job all the time? No. I think they've had some misses. But that's what happens when you're trying to appeal to a, a, a large mass of people. Sometimes you got to throw pasta at the wall and see what sticks. Well, that, that's the thing that I, I, I laugh with the IWC. It's like, okay, y'all get into these deep fantasy bookings. of God, but do, you, do you guys even realize what you're talking about? <sighs> because they would, like, them trying to book a show they could not book long term to save their lives. They couldn't because everything that they booked, they would want that done within a month. <laughs> like, like I've noticed that with like these fans, like they want to skip all the way to the end, but they want to call it long term storyline. But that's all. It's only going to be long term storyline if there was a show every day. This is in a week's time, so it's like you got to let that shit digest and build up for like in the generation of instant gratification. Yeah, but then the same people be like, "Oh, well, y'all didn't give the Omega and Hangman." Well, no, we did. That was too long of a wait. That's too long of storyline telling. Like, there's a, there's a limit to it. That's why the House of Black with Julia Hart. I'm done with it because that shit's been going on since like what. Last summer, uh, she's. I mean, she's been had the iPads for yeah, yeah, basically. Like, That's come on, summer. And now, motherfuckers want to tell me on Twitter, like, oh, just be patient. What are you talking about? I am. Been, I have been patient. It's been almost a year. <laughs> I like that's be one thing if like you, you saw her on TV a lot, but I mean, unless you watch Dark, you probably don't. Exactly. Like that's that's another thing is like a lot of people swear they watch Dark and Elevation, yeah, when when you got some time to, but if you actually got a life and do other shit, like nah, you ain't gonna have time to go watch a YouTube show. Not like you know, to keep up with it. And that's why I laugh when a motherfucker pop up on AEW and it's like their record's 20 and 0. And I'm thinking, bro, I only seen you twice. And y'all don't do a lot of things. <laughs> I mean, so I like, I, I, this is hard to say because I, I get what you're saying and I agree with what you're saying. But I'm also really glad that they have Dark so that they can. At least they have, at least when these people do show up finally to, say, Dynamite, there's some kind of instant credibility if you don't know them. So like, if you don't know much about this person and you don't watch Dark, but I'm looking down and they're like 19 and 3, I'm like, okay, well, let, you know, there's some kind of instant of... Yeah, but- Okay, let's that's cool. Now let's see. Let's let let now all right, so you have some kind of credibility. Let me see let me see it. And unfortunately what I end up what ends up usually happening in my eyes is I don't see it. I'm like, okay, well you're not very good. Who the hell you been beating down there at dark? Well see that's the thing. Like the people that'll show up 
on dark, it's like you look at their record. Oh shit, they're nineteen and two. All right, they got some credibility, but then you realize that's a jobber that's been beating other jobbers. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you what, though. I actually felt really bad <laughs> um, for Marina Safir when she when she finally got got up there and wrestled her match on the main roster, and it was terrible. Like, Dude. you know, you got you know it's bad, right? When an AEW crowd is quiet. I hate to say this, but. She was. She's been very disappointing her whole career. Yeah, because like you, you, you think you like you want to believe like man, there might be something there. Like, let's just be real though. Like, Ronda's rookie year was crazy. We weren't expecting it to be that good. And then you see these other, and then Shayna Baszler put like the MMA people on the map for wrestling like there's a standard now and riddle like these two like they just adjusted so well and then jessamyn duke and marina schaefer they come into the and it's like this 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 doesn't translate like it just looks like y'all need to fuck somebody up for real (laughs) i think it just goes to show everybody that you know fighting doesn't always translate just because you're a fighter doesn't mean that you can come do sports entertainment. There's like there 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 is a difference. Or if you know if you're one of those type of people, you could just say professional wrestling. You know there there is a difference. There's um, a difference, but there is not every thing. not everybody's Kurt Angle. No, not everybody is. For as many Kurt Angles as there are, there's that many Tyson Furies. That come in and it's terrible. Um, so like it's 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 not a transition that everybody can can get past. Yeah, you might be able to fight, you might be a good ass fighter, but there's a difference in entertaining. In in this in this sort of thing, you know, in this sort of world, uh, it's, and it's it's not as easy a transition as everybody uh, tries to make it, and and that's another reason. That I'm withholding all judgment on Gable Stevenson until I can see him wrestle. I need to see him put on a match before I'm putting any stock into him. I I can't wait for it. And I just you know I and I hope I'm wrong, but right now I just I I I think there's a little overhype going on. I hope you're wrong too, so I can rub it in your face. I hope face. I'm wrong. I, no, I, I I hope I'm wrong. I want to rub you know, it in your face. That's if, if, if you want to do that, that that's fine. I, and <laughs> I would let you do it because, and I'll tell you, you know me. If I'm wrong, I'll be first to. Okay, I'm I was wrong, but I don't, you know, and and it's I'm not judging this off of much to be honest. So I very easily could be wrong. It's just, nah, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to be wrong. And I just think there's a lot of overhype coming on. I hope he comes in and just blows me out of the way. Like, okay, never mind. That's all right. He's got it. You know, because I wasn't exactly sold on Ronda Rousey at first either. But then she had that match with Triple H, Stephanie, and Kurt at WrestleMania. And I was like, okay, never mind. She, she gets it. And her and Charlotte had a fucking awesome aqua match. 
Shout out Molly Holly. All right, look, man. It, that's that that right there was great. That that's what Ronda Rousey needs to be doing. It's that simple. And the goat made her look great. And just the the way they had the microphone around it the whole time. Charlotte was made for that match. The way she shit talked the whole time. That was was both their matches have been better than their buildups. That's been the whole issue. It's just the buildups to these matches have taken a lot of steam out of it. Well, here comes the best heel turn of all time with Lacey Evans to come for the women's title. Uh, I think it was PW Insider um, is saying that I don't, again, I don't, I don't always believe internet reports. Oh, God, we got an internet rumor. It's, uh, but they're, I guess they're reporting that she is now going, the position for her is to be a heel on Raw. Who? Lacey Evans. Cause she was on Raw. See, they they did her whole fucking segment again last night. I don't, I don't think she came out afterwards like she did on SmackDown. But they replayed the same <gasps> video package from from SmackDown. Oh, this is great, and you must accept her. <laughs> shit. Quit, no, quit, quit, in, the- quit intertwining <laughs> your Gacy storyline. Huh? Just because their names rhyme, Gacy and Lacey, doesn't mean it's the same thing. <laughs> no, it's just, it's like I was saying about, it's just the same thing with what WWE's doing. I've been noticing with certain things, they've been trying to cross the line a little more. Well, they're taking today's culture and throwing it back in their face. Yeah, it's what they do. <laughs> like, it's... <laughs> it's great. I'm just glad somebody is making a mockery of it. That's I'm sorry. It's just well, yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. That's but I, I I I do think to me, her being heel is the only way that this gets over to me. Well, for being real, it's the only way Lacey Evans is going to get over. She's not. I don't see anything face related to it. I can't. Like, I, I see it. Like, I see where they could go that route if they wanted to. But, like, this whole time, I've just – I've been looking at it, ah, you know, even know. even before <laughs> on SmackDown when it was the first time that everybody was kind of jumping on it. Like, mm, that's some heelish behavior right there. Even throughout this whole time, I've been listening to her story, and I've just been like, yeah, I don't know about Look here. that. But- you can't be from Beaufort, South Carolina, and try to be a face white girl. That ain't gonna work. Not from. Not, we're from there. We, we're not gonna see this. this. This doesn't work. We know who the real person is behind that shit. And I do. I do want to say, you know, uh, I, like I said, I, I said before too on here. I think on Saturday's episode, like I don't know her full backstory. I don't know her real life story. No, 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 if, no. if 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 these if what she's saying is based off truths, and this is you know this is her backstory, then you know shout out to her for for persevering through these things and well, really yeah. doing something with her life. You know, so like I want to give her all the credit in the world if that's the case. But when I'm seeing how it's presented on TV, my first thoughts was heel. 
Oh yeah. Heal. She wants you to she wants you to feel bad for her. So because so, she needs to be she needs that attention. She wants to be loved. But represent Lacey. I see you Kusaw. You know what I'm but, saying? So anyway. She's gonna come out there and demand the crowd to respect her, and they're not. It's gonna be great. Especially when she starts talking about the crowd's issues. That's gonna be fucking great. <laughs> Lacey Evans is a great heel. Oh yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like that's so that's why I'm really hoping that I'm right and this is a heel. I'm hoping that, that report's true that she's gonna be a heel because she is a natural heel. She is good I, at it. The more and more it started to come around and how they presented it on SmackDown when she came out, I was like, Yeah, this is this is a heel. Th- that was the final tipping point. When I heard how she put that, I was like, Okay. I, I, yeah. So it is okay, it is heel. Good. All right, cool. So because if they keep presenting it, if they even yeah. if they keep presenting her as a face, but they were presenting it like that, she's a heel. The fans are gonna turn on it. Yeah, and that's gonna be great. Only thing is though, if she's going the raw, come on. Bianca's gonna run through her. Let's well, just be real. That's fine. And then but you know, this triple threat I'm real interested in. If Let's that's talk, uh, before we get there, I want to say one last thing to bring this full circle all the way back around to the beginning of this episode with Judgment Day. Oh, nice. I, um, I absolutely loved... Well, this thought just hit my head, too. How about Lacey in, in the Judgment Day? I, I, don't, I don't see it. Okay. All right, just moving on. Um, yeah. The I'm one selling. thing that I loved about it just—it just the thought just hit me, so I just wanted to get your uh, reaction to it. Um, They're not going to th- prepare dark though. That's the only thing. I, the, the one thing that I loved about the Judgment Day's promo last night was this almost felt throwbackish to me um, when a group would come out and they would have an extended promo. Too many times today, promos end up usually being interrupted early, or yeah. or it just it's it's to the point, and it's not usually a stable. They they last night all three of them came out, cut a promo. They all had something to say. They gave it enough time to really drive home the point. This is obviously not the best comparison, but it kind of reminds me of it reminded me of like Evolution, where each one of them could have had their own something to say to really bring it all the way around. And it was given the ample amount of time to get their point across. And I just want to, I want to give creative and edge probably has a lot of input on this, all the credit here, because that's not something that's done enough to really sell the group. Like the backstage promos and the video packages, those are all cool. The vignettes, they, they do what they're supposed to do. But there's something different about coming out and standing in front of everybody and really selling the group for what it was. So I want to give a lot of props to them on that. Oh, they nailed it. Yeah. Uh, you can definitely tell Edge has a say so, it feels in this. Or he has that he has that power to where he can be like, hey, can we 
get this much time with this or you know he's got enough pull to where the, yeah he and plus he's probably given a lot of leeway too because why wouldn't you trust edge on the microphone dude's one arguably one of the greatest and on and on top of this it's edge and heel form trust that guy right because that guy is going to the top when he was at the top of that business he was a heel to me yeah and Edge, um, man, Edge is really good on the mic in general, but like you said, I, as a heel, yeah, I'm just happy else. for it because it's giving Damian Priest the light he needs on him, and it's gonna put Rhea Ripley in the position where she's gonna be right behind Bianca, where she needs to be on the Raw roster eventually. And I do love how uh, I think it was Priest in his part said that. You know, basically, you know, this is not verbatim, but basically saying that by ourselves, we were still running through everybody. We were still beating everybody's ass, but together, it just it, it takes it up a step because that did show that hey, it made you, it made you think for one second, right? So if you like in that one second, you could have like a three second flashback to the last year. Damian Priest has been a great United States champion, went a long time before he was defeated. I hate to cut you off, but, like, I literally just got, like, just heard you talking, like, maybe 20 seconds ago. Like, I don't I, I don't know if I got a phone call or, or what happened. I'm going to do not disturb, but everything went silent on my end. Like, you know that shit was probably you. So, at least it got you talking. So, it probably, it probably got me talking. Okay, but so just just in case, I'll just kind of recap it real quick. I'm basically saying how when you know Priest was talking about how singly by themselves they uh, they were still running through everybody and beating everybody and were dominant by themselves, and that it, it was good that it showed that hey, you know, the success that we're about to have is not because Edge is with us now. Yeah, it's just amplifying. This, it, this is three dominant superstars, because even Rhea, this yeah. is three dominant superstars that are now working together and have a path and have a purpose. So it was just it was just a nice touch all the way around on promo. I I I, I give that whole promo some really good marks. Um, it's probably going to start being one of the biggest highlights moving forward on Raw, probably. Just the way it was presented last night to me, it seems it's that group is going to be pretty prominent on Monday nights from here on out. And shout out to Finn Balor for pulling a Jeff Hardy. Oh, what well, they can't do anything. It's 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 Liv Morgan. What she can't. It's only a woman can touch her. Like they can't touch Rhea. Well, he can get <laughs> in the ring and fucking spread it out a little bit. Like goddamn, like the chicks getting there, getting her ass whooped. I'm gonna come out here and like just play to the crowd. Oh yeah, Liv Morgan's getting her ass whooped. Like um, it's like there's I, like whatever. They got to sell Finn Balor joining. <laughs> well, they well well. Mm. For a second, though, it was weird because, like, when when the whole thing was going on, they would, you know, depending on the camera angle, you could see the stage, 
and you could see the fog starting. They were bringing, you know, how they do the fog machine for Finn. Yeah. So like the way that it and it was going for like a good minute before Finn ever came out, and I was just like, "Damn, is the demon about to come out this motherfucker?" Well, they better fucking hope not. Because I'm like, damn, you don't need that much fog for just Finn to run out here. But it's it's <laughs> just one of those little nitpicks. I'm like, look, if if you're coming out here and then the people you're coming out with already have someone like in a in a vulnerable position in the ring, and just you're in the face, man, get in there. And Wait, I get it. He I, was about to have a match with Priest. It was about to be a one-on-one match. So I get that. Yeah, I get it's it just, too. But it, it, I'm just, over it, the, it, the the hitting the music for that cheap pop thing. Like every like, company does that now. I notice. Like they try to well, hit like, the music even if he hit the music, party. just just have some kind of freaking like uh, urgency to you. Like, hey, you know. I know that you're not necessarily allies with Liv Morgan, but yeah, like enemy why? of my enemy. Yeah, why we got to do this mini entrance? Like, let's like get run out. them out the ring, run them out the ring or something. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but so I'm just it, with the fact that the men can't touch the women. So what's the point of rushing in there? Because the men aren't doing anything. It's just real. And, <laughs> and they can get away. They can get away with that kind of stuff with you know Finn, and then they 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 did it with Styles because Styles about turn around and hit Rhea and seen it was Rhea and couldn't hit her. And then Finn couldn't do his suicide, his little flip over the rope because yeah. it was. You know? And they can they can do that against AJ Styles and Finn Balor, but don't let that be RK bro. No, Orton's gonna RKO her. Orton, yeah, she gonna she gonna catch an RKO. Son of shit, Riddle that's, might RKO her. That's that's the thing though. But Edge would prepare them on that one. That's that's a different breed right there. That's Randy Orton. That guy, he might be smiling and with the hippie guy right now, but don't, don't edge, don't, edge nose. Yeah. Don't get it twisted. That's a fucking Viper. And <laughs> if Randy Orton came out there and got in front of, and got in front of live the, you know, just hypothetically, it was in to protect her. Edge, edge getting, would be the first one to, to grab a hold of priest and Rhea and like, uh, uh-uh, let's go. Yeah. Let's get out. Of let's there. Just, let's go. You don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to set that guy off. No, nah, because then Edge knows this ain't going to be something that they can just brush aside. This is going to be another year-long fucking thing that I got to deal with. <laughs> One of my favorite things to this day, JBL ever said during the Rumble, when Nia got in front of Randy, wrong guy! Yeah, he'll RKO you. He doesn't care. But yeah, and speaking, even though we're going to get to that triple threat that you brought up, Orton, <laughs> I'm, we're going to talk about RK Burden. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing a minute ago. I was like, damn it. They were, we're, we're segueing into RK Bro here, and that means we didn't we're get to the triple threat. Great finale with that triple threat. Congrats, ladies. Um, But RK Bro, I'm noticing something. Um, I'm noticing Riddle's having a little more aggression. Like, it's actually it, it's him that's showing me the facial expressions of a darker side of him. And it was definitely on his face last night after the RKO on Montez Ford. Like, Orton's like, oh, shit, that's my dog right there, basically. But but Riddle had that expression of, yeah, I did that. And it's just, I, I don't know, man. And And then that one small interaction with Drew and 
Orton and then you know Riddle was like hey, eh. <laughs> or no with Cody and, and Orton and Riddle was like hey eh, eh, no hugging here. The more and more this plays out, the more and more I feel like Riddle. we were right when we were talking about how the Riddle should be the one to turn because Randy Orton's over as fuck right now as a face. Yeah, and Orton being that over would get Riddle over as a heel. It would, yeah, exactly. And and it'll just be a completely one eighty. It'd be a complete one eighty because Riddle it'd be different because Riddle you didn't think to pull off the seriousness, but I think and Riddle is slowly starting to hear voices in his head. Well, we got the first last night, the first chant, the first time that everybody like got real quiet for a second because for the first time we saw the uh we saw something that you know the communication was off a little bit riddle accidentally hit orton i i saw that but they yeah i know but like it was it, it ended up it was nothing but it was the first time at least that i can recall that something like that happened between them and then the cool thing was is like when it happened even the commentators were just like there was a second of pause like uh oh because we know how volatile Randy Orton is but yeah but then he still broke up the pin no yeah and- it, it, he still did but i'm just like i love that for the first time that something happened like that i love the reaction that it got Hey. It was it was it was like that Brock Lesnar just pinned Undertaker reaction of uh oh uh, so like I I loved how that played out and I love I loved how it was completely ignored between Randy and Riddle the announce table didn't ignore it as they shouldn't but inside the match it was completely ignored so I loved I loved that it was like it was almost like a little a little teaser. Yeah, like at any given moment. It's like, yeah, we got this at any moment, whenever we're ready. <laughs> and also, before we get off the subject, RK, bro, I, I feel like I need to, again, give Randy some credit because I love the RKO off Superman punch at Backlash. Man, the dude's the master of the cutter. At this point, yeah. Riddle's pretty fucking good, too, though. Riddle's going to be the successor. But, man, Orton is just... What a six-man tag that was. Well, I mean, Um, I don't know why anybody would expect anything else. Man, that was just good shit. Um, But before we do something... Yeah, I got something I need to add before before we jump to another topic. But what 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 are you what did you want? To, what did you what were you about to say? I mean, we were talking about Riddle and everything, so I was like, hey, hey Riddle could be the guy joining the Edge. I, I thought about that a second ago too. Yeah, but I mean, it, it makes perfect sense because he's best friends with fucking Priest and Rhea outside of the ring, so. That's like a travel. Yeah, shit, that, that would work, wouldn't it? I didn't think about that aspect of it. Like, they're like fucking great friends. So, uh, it, it, and, and, it's, and then you got the Edge and Orton connection. And it's like, it, it, it's just funny the different ways you could go with that. But what did you want to add? Then we could move on. 
I had to I had to bring this up because it's probably the the. But I'm going to listen to it, but I'm gonna pee at the same time, so I'm gonna mute. But I'm gonna listen to your. It's well, it's very interesting too because I'm I'm interested to see if you've heard this too. So I may try to just kind of draw this out a little bit until you're back on the microphone. But I I said something earlier to on this podcast and I can't remember what it was where it was talking about the most asinine thing that I've seen all year. Um probably the Seth Rollins topic where they were saying that he's not even top 10 currently. Um I seen another thing on Twitter the other day that uh that I got I got a kick out of and I had to laugh almost immediately when I saw it especially given the source. So, I don't know if you saw it or not, but guess who's peeked his head again into the topic of into a, a topic of discussion by saying something that just completely made me laugh and just like people pay this guy, and that's good old Uncle Dave. Good old Uncle Dave Meltzer. Basically, what is that bozo talking about? The fact that you don't know already, I, I can't. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. The only thing I saw being reported by him was he's the one that's reporting the Roman Reigns deal. And that's when I was okay. like. So good old Uncle Dave. I'm not going to get into about, the, I'm not going to get into the full tweet, but. I'm sitting here walking around my living room thinking I'm about to go off after this. <laughs> this man, this man said, and get ready for it. <laughs> this oh, man said God. that. This man said because they were talking about the six man, the six man tag that we were just talking about from back. Oh no! And this man, <laughs> this man said, and I quote, that the Usos learned from watching tapes of the Young Bucks. Are we serious? Uh, are, 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 are we really serious right now? <laughs> like, like, can someone really, really be like, are we checking on this guy mentally? This dude's got a hard on for certain superstars and certain wrestlers. No, no, it's not. It's not a fucking hard on. It's an obsession. Obsession that has become monthly payments. <laughs> there's, there's no way, like, dude, if if it legit came out one day that the Bucks and everybody been paying this guy to say this, this the praises that he's praising, it would make one thousand percent me love them as characters more. I see, like, there's a there's a solid portion of the uh, internet fan base that swears that. AEW and all of them basically got Melser on the payroll. It, it has to be, dude. I haven't heard one thing negative ever come out of this guy about this company or about them. It's no surprise that one of the highest rated matches that he's given WWE in recent memory came from Cody Rhodes. But it, he basically said that, but like, it, like the fucking Usos, they, half their moveset isn't the same thing that their family's been doing as moves for freaking ever. 
Oh, so I guess Solo Sakura has been watching nothing but Young Buck tapes his whole life. <laughs> I guess the Rikishis and the Wild Samoans and and um the Head Shrinkers and everybody were just watching the Young Bucks and their family <laughs> tapes. I didn't know the Young Bucks were a family dynasty in the wrestling world and coming from somebody that's been covering wrestling from fucking what 40 years and he and he has the balls to say this I knew you get a kick out of that that has to be the most delusional take I've ever heard in life for one the young bucks wasn't I think he was talking about like their PWG tapes and then I mean that then though I think they were there like just briefly before the Usos really debuted and all that. So it's just like, bro. Can can we, to me, if it wasn't for the Seth Rollins thing, that might be the most asinine thing I've seen all year. I, I don't know what, oh man. I want to see this dude's like take and response and reaction if the Young Bucks ever went to WWE or Omega. Like, well, obviously, we, we doubt that's going to happen unless Tony. I, 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 I know, but the company. I mean, dude, uh, like, I, I. This is why we'll never get the Young Bucks and the Usos match. Because of stupid shit like this that gets back to Vince McMahon. And he's, that, it, like, you're like, lost for words right now, aren't you? Dude, because these I, I don't get the obsession with the young bucks, man. Like I, I don't get it. Like it's this obsession and I I don't get it because they literally their whole moveset is basically Shawn Michaels and Jeff Hardy. It's a, it's a mix of Shawn Michaels and um, Lucha Libre. Yeah. Would be if Shawn Michaels did Lucha Libre. It's just, it's, just, it's, it's sickening. And that is stupid. Yeah, I... I Wow, I just never knew. Thank you, Uncle Dave, for telling us that. <laughs> I, I, I needed to know that piece of history in life that the Young Bucks have been doing it for so long. I wonder if Joe Anawahi. I wonder if Joe yeah. was watching Kenny Omega tapes when he was a kid. Well, apparently Yokozuna was. <laughs> I, this is fucking ridiculous, dude. <laughs> All right, so I, I do feel like I need to like at least do this for the podcast. I, I when it comes to the Young Bucks, I'm not the biggest fan. I know, obviously you're not. However, I, 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 I respect I respect them for what they do, and it's their own style, and so I respect that. It's not necessarily for me. There's Look, been a I, handful I, of Young Buck matches that I've I've liked. But overall, I, the whole spot wrestling thing is—it's it, not—it it just throws off the realism factor for me, and that's why I, it's not really for me. But 
wrestling community already deals with enough of you know it's not real, right? Yeah, and, exactly. And like, get, give me that, wrestling that helps me like say something else. Basically, when I watch a Young Bucks match, it's basically live action anime. That's not what I came to see. It's not what I want to see. If I want to watch anime, I watch anime when they get up after a powerful attack. But anyway, I, I just can't. I, I, man, that that like this dude. This is why this dude will never get a verified check. You see why I I, I drag that out until after you stop pissing. Bro, like, I couldn't even. <laughs> but hey, what do I know, man? Like, there's some people out there that think the Usos ain't even top ten best tag team out there. So what am I? What do I know? I'm just, I'm just a, a dumb e drone, I guess. This, this is crazy. The Usos are the the epitome of tag team wrestling to me. Like when I when I grew up. Here I'm gonna sound like an old man again, but you know when I grew up, tag man, when teams, I was going, yeah, Steiners were the best tag team in the world. Yeah, right see, you know, I, I, hell, I grew up with the Road Warriors for that matter. Yeah, I was coming up with the Steiners basically. On Steiners top. were one of my favorite tag teams grow, um, growing up too, and, and Hard but, Heat. But the basically. point was, is like I when I grew up, tag teams, you know, they were they wasn't just two people thrown together. No. Um, tag team. There was a lot of thought into them, to, in the in the uh, package that they they brought together. So, like current examples of what I would consider a real tag team would be uh, the Usos, obviously. Someone like like the Creed brothers. Yep. Um. Let's see who else we got here. Uh, Viking Raiders. Viking Raiders. Thank you. That's a good one. Um. So, like, you get what I'm saying. Like, New Day to Street a certain profits. extent, because they've Street done pretty well with themselves. Work. Street profits, yeah. Like, just it's, it's it. They all encompass one gimmick and add, and they both each add their own flavor to the tag team. They make the tag team one big superstar. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Thank you. That's actually a really good way to look. You at don't it. you don't think of them separate. You think of them. Like when you hear the Usos, yeah, okay, yeah. When you hear the Steiners, okay. You hear the Road War, like you know, it's like it's that the New Day, um, like. But and, and it's not and, and like the like the they have they do it now where they throw a lot of teams together, you know, for certain runs. I'm not against that, but yeah. when I'm thinking of who were the best tag teams in the world, I'm not thinking of RK Bro. Yeah, and, and I got even though they're up there right now. I got to me. That's not a package. That's not a package yeah, unit uh, to me. The Heart Foundation. That's another good tag team. Um, that was a tag team. I tell you, one tag team that did kind of get tossed together out of nowhere, which you can kind of argue both sides of this, but actually really worked out and turned into a great tag team was the Outsiders. I the bar because they both had successful singles careers before they came together. So you could kind of say that about New Day. Yeah, and, and, and but but really made it something and really turned it into that. Like you were talking about, there the team is the superstar. Yeah, the outsiders really did a good job at that. 
Yeah, because shit, Nash, yeah, that's a former world heavyweight champion. Oh, Nash, you know, shit, that was that was one of my favorite tag teams. Well, dude, man, like when you looked at these guys, they were huge. Like they were a tag team that looked unbeatable because they were, like, they and they were cheap. Yeah, (laughs) you can't beat that. Look at look at look at the size of these guys. And plus, they break the rules. You're not beating right. that. Doesn't matter what you, what kind of face you are. You got to be Super Cena or you know, Hulkamania. And Hulkamania was on their side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck with them, you know. I mean, so like, yeah. So I, I know you get my point. I don't, you know. Obviously, I, I'm sure there's many people out there that would hey. not understand what I'm talking about right it, now. And like, bro, it, you're just living in the past and this, that, and the other thing. But well, no. Um, here's the thing, though. This is what's about to drive your point all the way home. With what I'm about. Hey, hey, hey! Before you start trying to drive that point all the way home, can you hear me? So they're brothers, just like in the <laughs> family. Oh, Dak doesn't realize that his microphone popped out. I, so. I got it. I got it. It's out. It's it's back in. I heard. Yeah, we you. can hear you now. I, I, the the first. I, what what were you gonna say to really drive this point home? Because this the fact that the tag teams that you named were mostly family members, right? Most of them, besides Hall and Nash, you know, but the great tag teams, um, like the Steiners. Um, the Heart Foundation, the Road Warriors, yeah, Harlem Heat. That's what blows my mind with the fact that the Young Bucks are fucking brothers, and they still don't got this shit figured out. So I, I, I could argue against that. Look, the, the Young Bucks are, are are definitely what I would consider a tag team. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. but you know what I'm saying though. But like. But the, it's they, just a style that we don't like. That's all that is. It, like, but it, if we're yeah. talking about coming together to make one, like to say that, you know, like you're talking about that the tag team is the superstar. The Young Bucks name carries a lot of weight, and th- and they've done a good job at establishing that. It's just not for me. Here, here's my thing. Everybody can talk where the Young Bucks like. Oh, we look at the Young. It's a bigger name than the Usos. Okay, online you could probably say that. But now, this almost a year as SmackDown Tag Team Champions and being in a group with the biggest superstar in wrestling is now put the Usos in that top upper echelon to where people know who they are. Their household names, their merch is going to be up there being associated with Roman Reigns. And now it's like, and here's here's the thing, though. You take one of those young bucks out, they can't do what main event Jay Uso did. All right, so my only argument against that was they could do something similar if one of them were to feud with, say, like Kenny Omega or something as a singles guy. But Jay Uso is, is I love, I love, I like the whole main event Jay Uso thing, but we can't act like that wasn't 95% Roman Reigns making that happen. Yeah, that's ninety five percent Roman Reigns, but Jay Uso also looks like he looks like he could be a champion. Well, <laughs> I mean, you look at AEW, you know, if, if where they're the young bucks are where they need to be because they, if we're if we're being realistic about this, they would have never succeeded in WWE. They better be thankful 
for AEW, dude, because they would be real hurt right now if it wasn't for AEW. Because when the pandemic hit and if AEW wasn't around, the Young Bucks would have suffered. Because it was just WWE that was the mainstream program. All these other places nobody could watch and nobody was going to watch. And for anybody trying to rip their ears off based off what I just said a minute ago, it's it's not a knock on them that they wouldn't succeed in WWE. It's just it's a different product. They wouldn't. Hey, wrestling fans and people and fans in general to anything in life, we got to learn to have disagreement conversations and still respect the person's opinion. Look, I might not ever agree with a lot of the stuff AEW does. I will still say I respect your opinion, even though I don't agree with it. I still respect it, and I still respect you. So you can still listen. I'll still listen to your tapes out here. I'm still going to see Uncle Dave's bullshit come across Twitter. You know what the difference is with (laughs) our takes and a lot of the takes that I see from online? Uh Uh-oh. What's that? Because I thought I was an e-drone, man, so I thought I was falling under that category. Well, I'm sure a lot of people would probably consider me one, too, but you're more and I am. I'm more neutral than you are. That's that's for sure. I'm trying, but I'm trying to get better and better, guys. To be unbiased, I know once we get huge following out there one day, and y'all gonna look back at the old episodes. Look at he bashed AEW. Then now he's on their bandwagon. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Thanks for listening. And yeah. so, <laughs> but like, what I when when I when I have a take, and and I'm talking, let's just say it's the. I don't think Young Bucks would succeed in WWE thing, you know. Well, they wouldn't, man. I, I like what people don't. They, I, I've thought critically about this. It's not just some off the uh, spur of the moment thing of oh, I like I like I love the Young Bucks. They're they and of course they would succeed in WWE. They're they're fucking great. Yeah. Even if that was the case, I'm smart enough to know, or I've mm-hmm. thought about this enough. To know that, hey, it's a different product, and I've thought critically about this. Most people's other takes online are knee-jerk reactions to what I love is the best thing going, and you can't tell me anything that 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 could change my mind about it. People have their beliefs and they will not listen to anything that contradicts them. That's what's called cognitive dissonance. Uh oh. And it's the cat masterpiece over here. Does he talk about that a lot? Nah, just how he had to define the the radius and show every tell everybody what the fuck was up. Girls, I tweeted that. I tweeted it right after he said that. I was like, thank you, Pat McAfee, because I went to public fucking school. And if you were to told me before that, that there is a bone in the body called a radius, I'd have been like, uh, I trust, I trust him being a football player. He knows what he's talking about. I never was good at anatomy. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what the fucking bones are called. I remember a couple of them, like the tibia, fibula, shit like that, but that's about it. I'm just proud that a fucking commentator did it, did their job. And explain that shit to me. And Pat McAfee like, is such a natural man. And that shit's rubbed off on Corey Graves. I've noticed to an extent. I've I've noticed a few things as well. Yeah. And because he's starting to explain things more, 
and he's starting to be more interactive at that desk when people are around. I'm noticing McAfee's starting to have a positive effect around the commentary booth because it's rubbing off on Michael Cole, who's the head guy of the commentary. Speaking of McAfee and all that, the whole segment last night where Adam Pierce uh, oh. <laughs> basically relieved Sonya of her uh, WWE <laughs> official duties, that 139% should have happened on SmackDown because I want the instant reaction from Pat McAfee on that one. It would have been like he was laughing when Roman Reigns tagged out during the six-man <laughs> That God, shit had me cracking up, bro. He started <laughs> laughing. I was laughing right along with him the whole time. Because he just completely interrupted whatever Corey was about to say and whatever they were about to say on commentary. He just <laughs> Well, so he enhanced it. Like, cause like we've we've seen that 15,000 times. If you've been watching wrestling for a couple years, you've seen that before. You've seen him get in there yeah. and then tag out. Yeah. Not to face the other guy. We've seen it millions of times. Yeah, Never was it was it so great as it was because of how McAfee enhanced the moment. He's so good at that shit. <laughs> hey, man, I, he's so good at it, man. He'll do it on his show when one of his boys a crack a joke that no one else in the room is really, really caught on to it. But he mm-hmm. caught on to it, so he gives that natural big reaction of a laugh to so that everybody starts to think about what the hell this dude just said. And He's then, a natural <laughs> salesman. Yeah, and I just love how he does it, man. And it's like he was on commentary. And he goes, like Michael Cole's like, what did you become? Roman Reigns' a spokesperson over here? He goes, well, he just looked at me and told me, hey, Pat, tell him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they know McAfee's part of the ones. Yeah, that's He's right. the twos. <laughs> I love how now, like, when Roman Reigns comes out, like, right before, like, the music hits where Roman's about this shit, he's about to walk out there. McAfee's spewing this greatness. He's building up the hype <laughs> before Roman Reigns is about to walk out. It's, he's, he's a natural. But back to what you were saying. Like Pat, I, I'm, Pat, Pat McAfee, just one more comment. Pat McAfee is 100% exactly what Dak would be if Gerb was in the room. Oh, guys, look here. I thought more and more about this and the way I am on this podcast about a certain wrestler in the GOAT, Charlotte Flair. I should be her commentator. <laughs> it would make every, 95% of every feud she's in, it would elevate every one of them. But anyway, back to what Gurr was saying, man, I've noticed like with with people's reactions and their takes nowadays, it depends on whatever podcast they're listening to or whoever is like they're the person they talk to or listen to the most in life. Um, They they do the same thing. They do the same thing. The media does. Someone yeah, yeah. has a hot take, and then everybody right. runs with it. And that's how yeah. Jokic wins back-to-back MVPs. Oh, don't get me started. God. Um, because I- I've noticed, man, I could tell who who they're listening to just by someone's take. I'll be like, yep, they just listened to that JD guy. 
<laughs> yep, that person listens to Sean Ross. Oh, yep, that person listens to Dave. Ah, uh, yeah, this is a Brad Shepard guy. Oh, uh, yep, Brad Shepard guy. You never heard of Brad really Shepard? I don't feel like I have, actually. Uh, he gets discredited majorly a lot because no is one he paid. For, is he right for a particular... Uh... He writes for himself, and he trashes the ones that get paid for it. So that's why everybody hates him. I'll have to see about this guy. Oh, uh, and then also he's a bigot and et cetera. So, oh, no, fucking half my heroes from twenty years ago would be labeled a bigot now. So, and so, um, but it's like I, I'm noticing, man. That's why I have to. That's why I had to kind of stop listening to Joe Rogan. It wasn't really because of the big controversy. It's just I notice when. I listen to other people's podcasts. I start to develop how they think. And it's not yeah. by, it's not even by like, you know, I want to think like that either. It just naturally happens like that because I'm talking about something that I just heard recently on that show. And I, my mind and mannerisms trigger back to that show. And it's just, I, I noticed that with people like, so that's, the if me- that's how media works. Yeah, and I'm noticing that with the uh, with Shannon Skip, like with every one of them, like they all have the same topic because that's what's running. That's the big narrative. That's what everybody's running with. Somebody dropped this take. Oh, we gotta run this. I'll, I'll listen to what everybody says, and then sometimes I will repeat what they say. But that's only because, like, I think yeah, I'm with you on this one. But I'm, I can't say that I'm ever 100% with anybody in particular. Um, like, because if we just, if we just, if we dumb this down straight to Stephen A, I mean, <clears throat> Skip and Shannon, right? Just as, let's just for example. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're on different sides of most things. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it, it's a lot of times about a 50 50 split for me. There's, there's times where I, Skip, I'm with you on this one. And then Shannon, yeah, I, I'm, Shannon's got this one because Skip sometimes is like, bro. <laughs> Yo, this playoffs, that dude's been a little unbearable for me. And it's been it's, crazy. It's, it's been a tough, it's been a tough playoffs for Skip. And I, I gotta, I gotta give him some credit for this. As, as miserable as he's been here lately, this, this dude's hitting it on the head a lot with, with the way that, the refs are calling these playoffs. Look, I, if someone didn't, if 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 Gary Payton the second didn't break his fucking elbow after that foul, this would be a total different argument right now. There, then we wouldn't even be having it because that that shit. And then once Kerr went media then after it just it just transpired into now where coaches want to be petty now it's just players being petty and now media wants to be it's just seeming like everybody being petty with this shit even though the refs are being horrible with it it's just seem everybody's takes against each other with it are just petty and i'm just like come on man is this the era we in right now can, can we just fucking like ball out on the court instead we gotta fucking Nah, this person needs to be suspended. This needs to be looked into. This needs to be looked into. It's playoff basketball. People gonna be hurt. You're gonna separate who's soft and who's not. I don't think anybody should have been suspended so far about the calls. No, no man. Do, do I even? I don't even I, no, I don't even think Draymond should have been ejected. 
I don't either. I thought that should have been a flaker one. I thought both of those were flaker yeah. ones. Um, so yeah, they're both flagrant ones. And I just next time I I just really do though hope some that Gary Payton looks back at that footage, think, damn, don't put my arm down like that no more. Cause that that was ugly to look at when he tried to brace that fall there. Um But but anyway, let's let's uh, let's shift it back to wrestling a little bit. But yeah, my, my biggest point was like that. I was getting to it in a long way around was I'm glad I started doing the podcast more because I stopped giving in to other people's tapes. Yeah. And, and watching I don't develop have to, my own. Yeah. And I don't have to worry about dirt sheets because the program's telling me what's happening. Like it is like, it's kind of crazy how that shit happens when you stop reading the dirt sheets and stop getting what's going to happen two months from now, and then you see it play out like they planted the seeds months ago. And yeah, like even before I was on dirt seats, I was pretty good at predicting what was going to happen. Yeah. Because when you've, you've seen... You, you, it's, it's not rocket science. So I just want to let everybody know, starting that hell in the cell... Going into Money in the Bank, going into SummerSlam, into the uh, clash at the castle. Dak's about to go from last to first, probably by SummerSlam. Well, see, there's one more pay-per-view this month, so you can maybe uh, jump ahead of swag. There's not a pay-per-view this month. Double or nothing's this month, right? Oh. See, then we got to throw in the AEW side. That's going to fuck up everything. We all did pretty bad on the AEW one when we did that. Uh, what was the last hey, one they had? Look, I, I, was it Revolution? Possibly. Maybe. Look, all I know is I hope I get one of them right. And the only one I want to get right, if I do get them right, is CM Punk winning the world title so we can get that title off Hangman Page. That's all we need to see. Let's see here. I, I got one here. Yeah, this is the last AEW one. Um, out of the nine matches, both you and Swag only got three of them, and I only got four. That's how bad we did. <laughs> is the system getting rigged here? Because how is Gurve coming out on top every time here? What's going on? <laughs> well, we can dive into this a little further real quick. We all got Adam Cole wrong because we all, it was basically all of us wanting him to take the title off of Paige. Um, God, this dude might beat CM Punk. <laughs> where I got y'all, we all got Jade right, and we all got Sammy, Darby, and Sting right in the six-man. But where I uh, – where I got – where I got the, the, the advantage over y'all was I was the only one that picked Moxley to beat Danielson. And I was the only one that picked CM Punk to beat MJF. Oh, it was a travesty. You got the edge, you got an edge because both me and Swag thought Thunder Rosa would beat Baker then, but Britt Baker won. <laughs> So I, I mean, they're, they're, express one. their women's division is very predictable. Like, it, it's very predictable. But, like, so we didn't do the best on on that one. So between that one, 
that the last AEW pay per view and then um, WrestleMania the backlash that just happened. We, we had. I'm some glad they only have like four years. Four ones. All right, so when is double bounce back like at this month, right? Uh, usually, it's usually about mid May, so. So you got a chance to. Uh, it's funny up. because they they have to go at their pay per view. They're going to Vegas before WWE does again, and then WWE's going to go to Chicago before they go to Chicago again. I was happy to like I, I, with all the stadium shows. I was kind of feeling down about Hell in a Cell since it wasn't one. I'm kind of looking forward to the stadium shows. I was happy to see that it's in, in Chicago, which is usually a decent crowd. Oh, Cody's gonna get a mad pop. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, what if they boo him? It's an AEW I mean, crowd, now, you know. Right? If it's if it's an AEW <laughs> type crowd, cool. you know, what I'm saying like <laughs> I don't know. I, I do think there could you know, be some mixed mixed reaction in Chicago because you know Seth Rollins. He might have some fans out in that t- in that part of the world. I'm just noticing that I never thought that people would be singing along in a WWE universe of fans to Cody's theme song before Seth Rollins. That's actually a really good theme song. Because that was happening at Backlash. Mm-hmm. And I want to give a shout-out to Providence, Rhode Island, because that is a very underrated crowd and also one of the best crowds of all time that gave us that great moment of Daniel Bryan having the crowd in the palm of his hands against Bray Wyatt in that steel cage match where he had them going in slow motion. Uh, yeah, was, when he when he turned on Wyatt. Yeah, that was Providence. That was Providence. So, was yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, and I could be. Wasn't it Providence that uh, that had the Stone Cold, the old Stone Cold return? I could have been. Or, man. Wasn't it Rhode Island because that's where the fucking the refs uh, bar was that Austin was at? I could have been, dude. Like I'm not positive on that, but I, I you know, that's what I'm thinking. But, it, it, but it's just it's just crazy how they're connected with iconic crowds and moments like that. So we, we gotta give a shout out to Providence, Rhode Island, um, for that fan base always bringing in some noise. Uh it did, did great. Um and so yeah, but okay. And one quick thing about AEW. So, are we gonna do the Forbidden Door pay per view as a prediction thing? Does that does that count, or does that need to be in a count council triumvirate meeting with Jay Swag as well, since he knows a lot more of New Japan than both of us? Because he's gonna I... kick our ass. <laughs> Right now, I want to say no. I I, I just like this, feel... I, I feel like this is like a this is not an AEW. I, I just feel like this is like a. I don't I don't I I want to say no. When it gets a little closer and we know the card, maybe. Well, I would have been more honestly since because, well, I, I don't really know both of these. Promotions, but I would have been a little more intrigued with the AEW versus Ring of Honor one, but that's just me personally because I don't know 
I, I've never followed New Japan, so I, I don't I'm not familiar with that. So AEW fans, forgive me. Because I mean if we end up end up counting it, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll do it. But more than likely I'm probably not gonna pick a New Japan winner. I think some <laughs> some of them will win, I'm sure. But I mean, but it's yeah, only gonna be right like, now I'm thinking no. Okay. That, I because, mean we can maybe make predictions, but I don't foresee it really I, as me personally, count. like I, I would I would love to do it, but then there's a part of me that's like, well damn, like I feel kinda like bad doing it because I really don't know New Japan wrestlers like that, so I feel like I wouldn't be respecting them enough. Yeah, I, that, that's kind of where I'm at with it too. Like I said, once I see the card, maybe maybe that'll change a little bit or see how it, if, if it's being presented on TV, you know, and, and yeah. how the feuds are. So like maybe then, but as, as it stands right now, I want to say no. And uh, a quick note, um, July 16th, 2001 is when Stone Cold returned to help Team WWF, the old Stone Cold, and it was in Providence, Rhode Island. So shout out to Providence, Rhode Island. I will always be on the lookout if you're if a company is in the territory. And I got to give myself a little bit of props on that for kind of remembering that that was in Rhode Island. Well, it makes sense because you probably seen that bar scene for so long. I just and they I probably... just always remember that he was in the refs bar, and I always for some for some reason the fact that it was in Rhode Island like stuck with me. And, and now yeah. I know why. Yeah, that's hey, that's that's awesome. That's that's just good shit. Great Until crowd. I ain't hit the deadhead yet. Hey, the man was being smart. He didn't want to go loopy on the podcast. Forget what we're talking about. But hey, I think we are finally going to shift. We're going to gonna do it. We're, we're going <laughs> to shift to a topic that we were supposed to cover like an hour ago. All right, first and foremost, this is speculation, but it does seem like this is the route that they're going. Yes, and this is me doing what I was just talking about not too long ago with people taking a take and running with it because I was going with the, the internet assuming that it was going to be a triple threat. But then after I saw it play out that Becky attacked both of them. Yeah, just... I, I watched the show, and then that's that's how I took it as well, so... It, it made sense to me because I didn't see anyone making them a, making themselves a clear threat to Bianca after Becky. They kind of shifted as Becky and Oscar as the main story. There, there was no one else because because oh Rhea didn't turn yet. That's right. Rhea's busy and Rhea's busy too. Like it seems like they're going to play this out with Liv a little bit longer. Are, are you thinking a six man tag, six mixed tag? Possibly seems like it. It's, it, 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 it's 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 like it's right there. So yeah, like, it, it's it is low hanging fruit. But yes, it seems to be the way that they're going with it. Which I ain't mad. They, they got to find. They got to do something with Finn to help him out, man. Because like I've I've lost so much interest in Finn Balor. I think he might end up joining. I'm thinking. I thought about doing a, a high five of you know people that I would like to see jump ship. Yeah. And without thinking too hard, I know he's on my list. I think he would be much better off in AEW than he yeah. is in WWE. If we're talking about just status as a star and how he's, you know, hey, how he's booked. And I'm going to say though, his career could have been 
a whole lot different if he did not pop his shoulder the night he won that title. It, I mean, it's possible, but I can't say that with any certainty either because no. I was I already felt like this from his first NXT run. Yeah, but I'm just going to give that the benefit of the doubt, though, for him. This, as a person they let this dude beat my career. boys down there, man. This dude beat KO for the title, then was beating Samoa Joe. I'm like, come on, man. Okay, and then what happened? You know, he's he's got his karma. They kind of had better. Well, Kevin Owens had a better career. Well, that was kind of my thing. I'm like, this guy's not. Uh, even then, I was like, man, this dude's not KO. This dude's definitely not Samoa Joe. Don't let me sidetrack because I did want to talk about KO, didn't I? Um, well, you did say that, but <laughs> let's 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 finish this triple threat women's. Okay, yeah, yeah, like, like because Becky, we, I don't need we don't need to lose them again. Becky, Oscar, and Bianca. It doesn't have to be a hell in a cell match. This could no, be a regular. Ideally this not be, actually. This could be a regular triple threat, and it'll be a fucking banger. Because I have, I'm interested in Bianca and Oscar getting mixed up, regardless. So, yo, they had like freaking three or four minutes for their match last night, and they, and killed, they killed it in those three or four yeah. minutes. Uh, I mean, it, uh, it, it's it's just obvious now. Like Bianca is is on her way to being the biggest women's wrestler out there. Like, and the speaking of star. asinine things online, I've seen a lot of people that. I've seen many things about Bianca that along the lines of she's not good in the ring. Her character is terrible. She's terrible on the mic. And the only fucking thing that I could think of has got to be racism. Yeah, somebody's racist and jealous. Because holy shit, bro. If y'all, How do y'all not see what Bianca's doing? It's got to be AEW fans and the fans of other stuff that just does not want to admit that is just racism or trolls right there. Because and I think like, they're serious. That, it, all right, these people need help. Um see this and is the, and the ones that, that and the ones that's the ones that's talking about her on the microphone, man. Like saying that she's bad on the microphone and she can't cut a promo. Wow, I'm like, that's what? horrible. She's she's great. Like she's literally like the best thing going right now in the women's. I'm division. just like, what? Like her, her and Becky, I know Swag probably hate. He's gonna fucking, he's gonna pause this whole. He's gonna skip through this whole part. Uh, it's because Bianca and Becky go back and forth on one and two on who's the biggest star right now. Look, they just uh, Bianca and Becky just they're had on another level. The they best. just had arguably the greatest women's match in WrestleMania history. And that's coming, but let's just be real. That that's triple threat off, was that's, really good. No, that's that's Bianca's second straight, almost greatest women's WrestleMania match. Yeah, her and Sasha was good too. Yep. I mean, but see, and now, and, and then we always said your best match is against Sasha, but it's starting to look like your best match might be against Bianca Belair. So Bianca's, I don't like, quite like, want to go. I don't want to go there just yet. But Bianca has something that Sasha does does not have. Oh no! And and, <laughs> and 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 this is not this is nothing against Sasha. It's just it's just what it is, you know. Bianca 
is bigger and stronger than Sasha Banks's. So there's there's a certain physical aspect to when you look at Bianca Belair as oh, okay, that's yeah, that's that's the badass, that's the champion. The thing that keeps Sasha and now Bianca's about to hit that market too is the market outside of WWE is where Sasha was hitting. But oh, now got that, got that Fenty going on. Sit. Go ahead, Bianca. Go ahead, girl. We see you, you we, start we getting, the villains love you. You start getting connected with the brand that's connected to Rihanna. You start getting into a whole different fan base that's even more obsessed, worse than wrestling fans. I gotta tell you too, like I love seeing I love seeing the the younger black girls in the crowd that are just oh in Bianca uh, yes. in, uh, Bianca attire, you know, even and not all black girls, even white girls. I've seen them have like have a braid, you know, that they're spinning yeah. around and shit like that. It it that makes me very happy when I see I stuff mean, like that. Seeing seeing just kids, period. Treating wrestling like I was treating wrestling as a kid. Fuck yeah, dude. That's and at the end of the day, we can sit I, here I just and wanna... talk about shit all day and all the whole episode yeah. about this and that. This this is terrible. Yeah. This is that. That's what it's all about. That that's exactly what it's about, right there, dude. That that that's what it's about. Like just the chick at the kid at WrestleMania that that was dressed up like Rhea Ripley. That shit was dope. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. You know, she got a moment. Like, dude, if I was a kid and I got that moment on WrestleMania. Oh, and you, used to, and you used to see it with kids, and you still yeah. see it actually with kids dressed up like John Cena. Oh um, man, dude, it, it's crazy when they flash into the crowd all the kids that are dressed up like Cena, that are still, still dressed up like Cena. Like that's the closest thing to Hulk Hogan we ever got again. I mean, he is the Hulk Hogan of this generation. We ain't got to like, think about it too hard. Yeah. That he is the Hulk Hogan of you know, well, of his generation at least. Because I don't know if you want to still count because this as his generation, but just like just like Hulk Hogan did, he did everything pop culture related that you could do in the modern era. He did it all. He did it all without going the full distance that The Rock did, and just leave the leave the business to go do it. This dude dropped a fucking rap album that. Sold like over one hundred forty thousand copies in the first week. John Cena. Uh, <laughs> like, me, and were, me and you were hip hop heads. Yeah, he got a couple bangers on that album. You know, don't fuck with us is a fucking banger. Don't want to fuck with us. Okay, but yeah, back like Bianca, like I said, she is on the way. Like her and Becky are just the superstars of the women's division. Rhea's about to be on that, about to be positioned. To the moon now. Um, now we got Oscar to me. It's a it's a collision course, man. Bianca Ripley. That's got to happen at SummerSlam. If that doesn't happen at SummerSlam, dude, that's that's got to be your mania then. Like they're thinking that draw it out that long. I mean, but that could be their next match. Like they could, it could be like Becky and Bianca did. They had their feud start at SummerSlam. Oh, I got really, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Because Rhea could win the Rumble. It's like, easily Rhea's... transitionable too, because if you if you keep it in the six man aspect, you got street profits that could help Bianca. Yeah, the top three to me, women right now, 
to win the Royal Rumble is Rhea, Sasha, Bailey right now. Because they're the only three big names that really haven't won it yet. Yeah, I, um, I, I can't make my pick just yet. I, I, I agree, though. Those would be three names that it would work out. So if if that report's right of Lacey Evans going to Raw as a heel, does that mean we get Bailey versus Ronda? Hopefully. Bailey taking the title, so well, I, I, I don't I don't <laughs> like it that it, it might be her first feud as champion. I mean, yeah, but like, who else? I mean, who else is there? Yeah, like I don't I know it ain't gonna be no Shotzi. Unless, you know, like uh, Sasha and Naomi drop those titles and then Sasha has a feud with her. I mean, you got Raquel over there, but I don't think they're about to. I don't think, I think they're going to keep them separate for a while. It seems like Raquel's being a face. Um, like, so yeah, like, (laughs) I mean, Bailey could take that title though at Hell in a Cell. Like, if it's like that, I don't know. Bailey could be the surprise money in the bank. There's many ways you can do it. I, so, I don't know, man. Ronda, though, she can Brock Lesnar the title, though. Because Bianca's the real champ right now, if we're being real. To me. She's been she's been that since she got it. And before yeah, that, Becky yeah. and before that, Becky was the main champion. So Yeah, but Raw Raw's had the more dominant Raw. That's why Roman Reigns is the world champion for Raw too. That's one of the reasons I was kind of surprised to see that report. If, if it's true that if uh, if she is coming to Raw, because like, man, what the fuck? SmackDown needs to help. I guess they feel that SmackDown, the women's division, I guess can, I guess because Sasha and Naomi can go back and forth. Yeah, I mean, you got that. I guess some of the tag teams, I guess they can the ta- the women's that are, are tag teams, I guess they could be could be considered both branded. Basically, you know, I mean, but with that, assuming triple threat match, I think it's going to be great. I don't think it needs a sell like people are thinking online. I don't think that match needs a sell. No, the only the only match that would need a sell would be if it was Becky and Bianca by themselves because that rivalry was personal enough. Although but, I do think they'll try, probably try to give uh, one women's match or so, and that's about the only one that would make sense. So if, if they do put it in a cell, okay, that's fine. I don't think it needs it. No, it, it doesn't need it to me because you can put another match in a cell. Because me, we, you could put the, the Judgment Day, those three, against AJ... Club. And live, yeah, in in a cell, and that'd be because it's more personal to me. I I I could, I, could, I think I could deal with that. That'd be the first time that, that's ever happened too. Yeah, mixed hell in a cell, and it'd be tornado tag, and you can't control if one of those dudes decide to throw real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lives taking a spear from Edge if that happened. Oh, yeah. you know that's, a, that's another one of those wrong guy. Put her right through a table. <laughs> He'll stack her up just like Rio would. <laughs> Can't blame him. But and did someone get me eyes on Beth Phoenix Twitter right after that. 
Because <laughs> I love how she just reacts to everything on Twitter. <laughs> She's just. <laughs> I love that shit. Not her. <laughs> Hell no. Shit. I know she married Adam and all that, but you know he's got a history. <laughs> yeah, not women. <laughs> not women. Um, yeah. <laughs> And not this side of Edge, because this ain't the man she knows. This is a character he's portraying. And, and right, Edge, get too far in the character. Yeah, he, he goes on his deep end, which I'm seeing it. Like He's getting invested. In, like This is what people don't understand on the Raw side. We got two people over there that are very invested in what they're doing, and that's Edge and Randy Orton. And that gives you a better product automatically when those two because man, they just they just that good. But this There's, this woman's triple threat, Bianca. She she's on her way to taking the, the top spot if she isn't already there. She's there already to me. Um she to me I, she I, like I, I had already I had already been on this train, but the the crowning moment was when she beat Becky at WrestleMania. And and with that match delivering like it did, and then over delivering, and the fact that that match did so good to be right before Cody and Seth was just phenomenal. Like Speak, I, I, speaking I, I, of them, if 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 their third match is not in a Hell in a Cell, it'd be it'll be a travesty. That seems to be the direction they're going, right? <laughs> like, this is what we've been wanting. You know, we've been calling for this, you know, for weeks already, if not months. It's like, look, it gets to the cell. Cody and Seth 3 at the cell is going to be great. And then and it's perfect. I, yeah. I figure, like, I that's that went into my, you know, when we picked Seth um, to beat Cody at Backlash. That was kind of my thinking. I'm like, look, Seth is going to do something to ha 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 and get over on them real quick. Yeah. Setting up their third match. Well, Cody fucking turned the tables on them. That was great. It was well done. And uh, those two are making some magic right now. So I don't hate that they're going three pay per views. What I hate when Dota B is going three months with the same gimmick is sometimes it just doesn't need to go that long. Well, this is how I've noticed that Cody Rhodes has elevated his game ever since he left. He did. He put took his game to a whole nother level. And and we're seeing it because look who he's feuding with in Seth Rollins. And now look at the two matches they had. Normally by now, in a regular feud, we'd be done with this. We'd be like, ah, whatever. Yeah. Now, as fans, we're all wanting the third match now. We're all going to be disappointed if we don't get the third match in the cell. <laughs> That's, and I, I, I wish uh, – I wish I know WWE has, like, long-term plans in place, and sometimes I think they stick to them too much. Like, I feel like after the first match or after the second match, if, if you're starting to feel like this is getting a little stale, let's go ahead and stop it yeah. now. Yeah, stop but, it or – or find something real quick that's going to drag the audience interested into it to the max. You know, you got to, yeah. it, it's got to, like, when you see the feud starting and it's starting off real flat, then it's like, okay, either let's drop it now or let's do something that we 
we were going to wait for, but it looks like we got to pull the trigger a little early on it to get people talking and then go from there. Um, but when I was saying, like, these two elevating, yeah, they are doing some magic right now, so that's why it's real hard to, like, not, or even, or it's hard to fathom these people that are saying Seth Rollins isn't even top ten. Like, this is, it's just, it, it blows my mind, because I know if he wasn't in WWE doing this, he'd be the best in the world. Who's that, Seth? Yeah. If, 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 if he didn't have the WWE machine behind him, he would be the best in the world to everybody else that's hating. To the internet, yeah. It's the same shit. And look, I wasn't hating Cody Rhodes when he was gone. If I did, I could, they'll probably pull the tweets up on me. Um, But I never, like, bashed them to the point where, like, ah, this dude ain't going to succeed. Nah, they... He just they just booked him into a spot because this dude should have been in the world title picture and should have stayed in it. And he just did too much mid card stuff over there. Uh, just well, we're, we we're seeing the difference, right? Like you got AEW and you got WWE. Cody was doing some good work in AEW. It's two different machines. It's just two. It's just it's just it's you know it's the difference in the NBA and WNBA. It's yeah. Look, uh, if if you're if you're doing something really good here, you're you're gonna be known a little bit. But if you're doing oh. something good here, or I shouldn't say WNBA. That's kind of a bad example. I should go college in 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 the big leagues, right? If you're doing it in college, that's one thing. But you do it on the main stage. Exactly. You're doing it in front of the bright lights. You 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 show up in the playoffs. You make a name for yourself. Yeah. And he knows what he's doing because shit. Look, he he went and presented himself in the right way, and fuck the biggest machine out there and the biggest brand just bought in. And nah, 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 bought in. Yeah, it's like look, dude, and he's on fucking top. Like it, I'll you for about thirty five seconds. Um, so he's he's on top. He's doing his thing, and. But him and Seth Rollins is doing something really good here. So with the Hell in the Cell coming up, this is going to be a good pay-per-view or PLE because I think after this, he definitely will be done with Seth Rollins, whether he wins or loses because just how he was promoting the Money in the Bank pay-per-view on that little promotion video, seems like he's either going to be in that Money in the Bank match or... In the title picture somewhere. He's going to be something important. But I noticed that you tweeted on Read the Villains page. I must have missed it. Um, But they said that Winter gets a title shot at WrestleMania. Does, was that a was that said in the promotional video or people or, did, or, or am I just imagining things? Because I was on Edibles when I did that. So See. I'm glad that they uh, they replayed it last night on Raw so that I could watch or watch it again. But it's in the Cody um the the thing where he's at Allegiant Stadium and he's talking yeah. about selling out Allegiant Stadium and all that, this, that and the other thing. Basically near the end he says while well, the guys compete for their chance to headline WrestleMania. Didn't say anything about cashing in. Didn't say anything like that. And all he said was 
for a chance to to main event WrestleMania. This is interesting. I, and now I, I'm not. I don't know if I, I'm not taking that verbatim just yet. Um, I, I I think I don't think that that means that that's what that briefcase is going to be for now yet, until they start talking about it and saying it on commentary and shit like that. It could just it could just be him saying, "Hey, you, you, everybody knows what the money in the bank is. You you know, look what Seth did. Is your chance? You have a chance to do that. I just I, but that's yeah. the words. That's the words he used. So that's just that's just interesting that that okay that is still in the video package. It's not you know. Yeah, they didn't take it out and didn't change it either. So. Yeah, but it's just fun. I just find it weird that nobody's talking about that. I've seen some people talking about it, but like everybody's just kind of like, of course, mostly what I'm hearing is like, no way they're changing it like that. (sighs) Which I I do, I do think that, uh, I do feel like. Not what if like they still have the traditional money in the bank matches, but maybe there's a new concept possibly getting added. Into the my money. Own, in the my I only mean, they're problem. in Vegas. In this I year. mean, my only problem is, and it's a if they go this route, then what about the Royal Rumble? I I don't know what we're doing here, man. Maybe there's so just... like that's that's my only issue with it if they do go that route. But I well, don't here's know the thing about the Royal Rumble. Here's the Royal Rumble. If they if they this is a big if they went that route, we have two nights now. But we only have one world championship right now. Yeah, right now. But eventually, it's going to get split. Yeah. So, what, what are we like? Why you know? I don't know. It just seems like a too long of a payoff for me personally. Like we're, we're talking I about gotta, money. The bank it, is going to be in what uh, j- July. Hey, I mean, we just seen. Even though it, it's it's hard that it was happening, but we just seen with Becky and Bianca that something from SummerSlam to WrestleMania can pay off. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it can, no doubt. But I, that's what I, I'm saying. I mean, so it has to when be it gets closer, I want to see how they start saying, start wording it. It's going to be real close because the next, yeah, the next two pay per views are the beginning of the new month. So it'll be June second or third at Hell in a Cell, and then July third for Money in the Bank, and then yes. Summer Slams. At the end of July. Oh, nice! So, so Money in the Bank and SummerSlam is in the same month. In in the same month, yeah. Interesting. But within twenty nine days apart. So now, to me, if they were to make it to where winner of the Money in the Bank gets to headline SummerSlam, that would make more sense. I mm, somebody could be cashing in at SummerSlam. I just, I'm just gonna give it time to um, develop before I know for sure that's what they're doing, or unless they make some kind of official announcement. But as of right now, that's what Cody said in the video, and I made sure to pay close attention again last night when it aired, just to make sure. Well, he's definitely gonna be. A big deal 
heading into money in the bank, it seems. I hadn't told WWE shop, you know, like fucking briefcase with the American Nightmare logo on it. Self <laughs> itself. You know, you know they already got all this shit. You know it. <laughs> and if he would have won the U.S. championship, a uh, 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 freaking United States championship with his logo on it would have probably been pretty dope, too. And they're like a new age smoking skull. Dude. <laughs> this dude's a walking money machine. After hey, they, they, saw, gotta, they need to capitalize on it now. After they got all the fucking it. love. Well, one thing I noticed after uh, his backlash match, he had a little digital content interview that was pretty interesting. He um just Did kept saying that? they. He just kept they just kept asking about you know what's next for him. Oh, you know it's the it's the next step. What I came here for the championship. That's that's what I'm here for. And, he goes, it's just funny how, you know, he just kept saying it's funny how everybody thinks this road's ending. And this road's ending right here, but nope. It's just beginning. We're just getting started. Like it's just like he's it's just kinda like he's he keeps telling people like, hey no, this is a big deal what's going on here. Like it's funny how good he knows how to drop in. in his Cody Rhodes is very good. He knows how to drop his hints. Another it's person a- that's really good right now is Kevin fucking Owens. Really good. I mean... Hey, we this talked dude's about going, it in, you know, we he's talked going about crazy. It in private about some potential <laughs> uh, news for this show. I'm going to leave yes. it at that. But, you know, Kevin Owens, that's the man. Man, and KO... He is... Kenny. Dude, he is on a whole new level right now. And, and it's just real funny to me how slowly but surely they are reconnecting him and Sami Zayn. They're doing it without doing it. That's the best part about it. Yeah. Because this was, I, I just remember this coming out months ago in an interview where he said, when he, you know, what was one of his goals left, you know, in WWE that he, he wanted to have a tag team run. A championship tag team run with Sami Zayn. He would love to win the tag titles with him. To me, uh, I, I think one of the things I'd love to see before it's all said and done is I, I, I and I've said this many times too: KO versus Sami. Let them go at WrestleMania. Yeah, maybe that starts the their tag. Give them, team give them twenty to thirty minutes at a WrestleMania. They'll tear the fucking house down. Oh, dude, they'd steal the show. And. Matter of fact, run a best of seven where match seven is at WrestleMania. (laughs) Oh, dude, they would kill it. Let them open the show. Oh, good luck following that. But, I mean, that's the only spot you can put them to me at that point. You know, because the crowd's going to be so lit when that music hits for KO. I love that he's still doing the stunner, by the way. And he didn't. He's like, fuck Austin. I'm still using this shit. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, that's his move right now. That's his. I mean, Austin ain't wrestling anymore. And, I mean, like... and I just love how, like, like we've thought about it. They're not, they're just reconnecting him and Sammy slowly but surely. They have two completely different things going on, but they're both going insane. <laughs> 
it's 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 weird. I, I I'd like to see them together too, but like they're both so good that it's not even necessary. It, it's not, but it's probably gonna happen the minute the tag titles get unified, because then it makes sense. Because they they can both stay on their separate brands at that point. I am definitely at least hoping to have get KO at least one more world title reign too. That'd be great. Well, I mean, he's still locked up to like twenty four. I think I know. So, it's just it's it's they got some people right now that's ahead of him in line, and um, I just hope he gets one more. Uh, he's uh, gonna at, get at least one. an official one, you know, one that he'll get something eventually. But they're gonna have to separate the titles for KO to win. Just more, yeah, more than likely. Yep, it's just how it's gonna be because, like you said, there's so many other people that are ahead, and it ain't even his fault. Like that's the other no. thing. He's nice. that good too. It's just their roster is that deep and they have some other guys that at any given moment you could put the title on them and they're Cody, number one. Drew, guy. Seth, Randy. There's just it, so yeah. many. And the fact that RK Bro has built Riddle to a credible person. And I love that Roman Reigns has been taking shots at Riddle. <laughs> Uh, the one where he's at the gym. Oh yeah, See that yeah. One? yeah. That's what made me laugh too. And it's just, but it then apparently Nakamura did an interview on one of the digital content saying that he'll he'll catch Roman Reigns one day. So that's interesting that they left Does it that have subtitles. No, I just read the headline of the quote. Oh, uh, I, shit. I I ain't re- I ain't listening to that. I can't can't understand the guy. I listen she's to like, Oscar because she's funny. I was just like just like Oscar, but that chick is off her fucking rocker, bro. And that See, shit is hilarious every time. Yeah, <laughs> and watching and watching Becky like react to what Oscar was. <laughs> it's 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 good shit. I like Becky. Becky's accent helps when she gets pissed off and starts talking, especially with this character. She just yeah. fucking nails it. Her and Seth both are just she's she's learning from him. I can tell, and she's learning. He's borrowing her clothes. It works out. Yeah, he's getting her fashion sense, so it's kind of cool. <laughs> But, yeah, we do have big news, you know, coming up later. Down the road. Down the road in life. Because we up to something. Yeah, that was, that was horrible. I hope that doesn't. Just gonna let, just gonna let that one go. Yeah, please don't Moving let that right be. along. Don't let that be a viral clip. Be yeah, but I think we've pretty much covered most of uh, the news. I, I mean, if if you wanted to briefly talk about, let's just say, uh, I, I know you're not feeling good about your Memphis pick. No, I think right they're now. about to be. I think what what is the term that's going? Oh yeah, they're dead. Um, they're, they're dead. I'm not feeling a hundred percent confident in my Miami pick, but also. Not trusting of any team that has James Harden and is coached by Doc Rivers. Um, Look, Philly, y'all might if y'all get past Miami, that's as far as you're going. You're not getting past Milwaukee or Boston. 
It's just it's Al not Horford, man. That that fucker there went off last night. What is it, two two in two, that two. series? Sorry, right. going back to Milwaukee. I mean that uh going back to Boston. Oh shit. All so, right, but Milwaukee I mean and then then you know, very similar to like uh, you know, Ja was a, a layup away from Memphis uh, winning that game. They, the Boston Celtics were about a half second away from winning game three because Orf- Horford hit the tip in, but it was like a half a second after the buzzer. <laughs> so, I mean, like, it's it's been some good series, man. I called Boston in six. I think that's still on the table. Um, I called Dallas in six. It Did feels I call more like if Milwaukee in six. I can't remember if you called it in six or seven. I don't have it in front of me. Well, it's still on the table. Milwaukee's going to get this shit, you know. Uh, Dallas, they got to. They got Dallas got to win the next two to cover my pred- prediction. I just but, need Dallas to get Phoenix out of here. Same. Like, look, I've been I've been talking about it. The Phoenix was a, a one or second, first or second round exit. So I need this to happen. Come on. Sick. Give me Luca versus Golden State in the conference finals. That's what I want to see. Oh. oh, I just hope Boston knows they have pissed off the best player in the league. He's gonna go off. He's gonna he's bad. until he's he defeated. Has been, he has been going off. It's just I know. I know. know it's, this it's this is the down, series. But... This is the series that Chris Middleton is missing for sure. Oh, I mean, it's, it's like I said, you know, in the, in the late in late games, when the game's close, is when they'll miss Chris Middleton the most. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's looking bad for Memphis right now. They got to get their shit together. I do feel like Memphis will probably win game five in Memphis. And then I think Golden State closes it out in six in, at home, like I predicted. More than likely. More than likely. More than likely. But tonight, I think, is what the Phoenix and Phoenix Dallas is tonight. Let's just shut this shit down, Luca. Let's just shut this shit down. That's what I'm saying. I need Luca to go out there and take this shit on the home court so they can go to Dallas and go off. I always worry about some of them role players on Dallas on the road, but they shoot lights out at home. I know Chris Paul is looking to bounce back because sheesh. Oh, I fully expect Chris Paul to have a much better game. That man did not like the fact that the refs were not dealing with his bullshit. <laughs> nah, they wasn't letting him get away with that shit. <laughs> that man, and said, I, oh. man, I always like that shit too. Like when you know a lot of the Phoenix fans are complaining so hard, I'm like, bro, y'all can't complain. Y'all know uh, the shit that you normally get away with with him. Exactly, he's just getting it's just bound to happen. Or if we don't talk about just this series, like that bullshit call Chris Paul drew on Luca in Game Two. Or game one, I can't remember exactly which. See, yeah, I learned from you. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Luca. Don't talk shit to Luca, man. <laughs> man, I, I think it was was it Richard? Someone Jefferson? get hey, someone get that little baby out the street. <laughs> I think I think it was Richard Jefferson that was talking about it, how he's not quite there yet, but at some point Luke like people still try to get up under Lucas' skin. But he was saying that at some 
it's going to be the opposite of that. He's going to be one of those people that you don't want to rile up. It's like it's yeah. like he, he talked about Kobe. He's like you didn't want to you didn't want to like start talking shit to Kobe. Mm-hmm. Because then he'll come out here and, and you know we know. And I think it was like not long after that is when he hit that one step back three, and then it was, then I was like, oh well, there he goes. <laughs> Man, that 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 was my favorite line though. RJ dropped that shit. So <laughs> someone gonna get that baby out the street. <laughs> shit was funny because it was facts, you know. Like, why is this little dude trying to guard Luka Doncic? <laughs> but like, it, it, I just noticed that like only certain players with this smart IQ will take advantage of that. Like, most players oh, now won't take it. They'll just take the switch and still do this perimeter iso ball that's like, bro, just drive it inside. Their center is out the paint. You've got a point guard on you. Drive it in. One thing that Luka and uh, Jokic both do very well is they know how to use thing. Yeah, to create the space they need. They don't have to go. They don't have to do everything, Russell Westbrook fast. It's, they know how to use their. The same way I used to play at a much lesser level. Obviously, you know I know how to use my body to create the space that I needed. Yeah, and so does and, you know Giannis. He uses his body. Just run you the fuck over if he has to. Well, just dude, get out of the way. Freaking Giannis. <laughs> That dude could uh, reach up and grab the net, and then reach out and grab the other net at the, at the other half of the um, the other side of the court at the same time. That dude's wingspan is ridiculous. Yeah, like I mean, it's just I just start laughing when people start complaining online. I'm like, man, y'all boys could not watch Shaq play. <laughs> Rudy Gobert really said he would lock up Shaq, and I, I just. Does, does Rudy does Rudy Gobert understand that like he wouldn't? He too soft, son. You'd be on your ass. They must not have TV in hurt. France back in two thousand or anything because that's uh, this dude Shaq would eat this dude's breakfast, and Shaq knows it. It's like when they ask him talking about um, you know, the, the quote original quote was, you know, Rudy Gobert said he would hold Shaq to like twelve points, and then Shaq said, "Yeah, in three minutes." <laughs> and he ain't lying. Well, what are you gonna do? Foul? That's it. That dude was a fucking monster. I don't think, I don't think a lot of today's, um, you know, viewers really understood just <laughs> how dominant he really was in his prime. Oh, yeah, with this league, yeah, he just parked down low. It's over. I love how they give the uh, their it's old school mentality to like the stuff that they say on inside the NBA. <laughs> yeah, where it's it's like it's just like when they asked Charles Barkley, you know, I think it was yesterday when you're asking, you know, what do you do if you're, you know, you're Jason Tatum right now, and and the game's just not quite coming to you, and what do you do in those type of situations? Or and then and Charles Barkley immediately was like, "Well, first of all, he need to go take it. And we'll need to wait for the game to come to him. Come out and you tell everybody I'm 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 about to shoot the first five six possessions of this game <laughs> and get my shit going. Yeah, you're the leader of this team. You're the guy. You know, like when you're the guy, you know, is 
you know, LeBron's kind of set. I don't know if it's really him that really set this precedent, but you know, LeBron being the greatest player as he is, and KD, a lot of times, you know, they can wait till the game comes to them. You know, yeah. they take what they take what's given to them. At some point, when you're the best player on the floor, you need to go take that shit over. Yep. That's, and it's and only where... and it's really only the greats that can do that. Like Chris Paul's done it a few times in these playoffs. Chris Paul said, yep. "Nah, hold up, fuck this." Yeah. And 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 it's also what Charles Barkley was saying when you got to be driving the bus. A lot of these guys ain't driving the bus, but they it's own a it. There's a different pressure on it, yeah. You know, but they own that good level, but they ain't driving the bus to being great. Yeah, there's a difference in rings, you know. It's like, yeah, yeah. Robert Ory got like five, six rings. He ain't better than Kobe. No. He, ain't better he was than on Zach, the bus, you know? though. He was on he, the bus. He was on the bus. He wasn't driving it. Exactly. He might have gave yeah. directions once or twice, but that's about it. But that's a good way to cap it off right there because we'll have a full yeah. NBA show this Thursday. Um, the return of some NBA news and scores, reactions. One series could be wrapped up by Thursday. Yep. Um, hopefully it's not for my pick's sake. Hopefully. Um, but been a good day. We got a lot of wrestling in. But like a really good uh, thorough discussion about what's going on and our opinions and views and Hope everybody has a good start to the week. Uh, Hope everybody's having a great time, great day. Hope everybody had a great Mother's Day. I had a great one. Um, And, yeah, I think anything else you need to add, girl? Just the V's out. Oh, well, hey, V's up. Sweetie Villains Podcast. V's out.